Welcome to Let's Grow. This is a personal development podcast, and I'm your host, Jeremy A. Taylor, but you can call me JT. Whether it's a short message from yours truly or an interview with a special guest, this is your place for weekly encouragement to keep going and growing. My goal here is simple, to leave you better than I found you. And I know your time is valuable, so let's dive right in. What is up, guys? It's JT. Welcome back to the Let's Grow podcast. As you can tell, my guest today is not in a split screen scenario. They are with me hanging out, and it's my beautiful wife, Jayla. Jayla, say what's up. Hello, hello. (laughs) So, guys, listen, uh, Jayla and I used to do uh, a few YouTube videos from time to time, and we share those on social media, but uh, we honestly hadn't done one in quite some quite some time, and I can't really say there's any specific reason why, really. No? We had a kid. Life got busy. <laughs> <laughs> so that being said, I felt like uh, now that we're 20-plus, I think 24, 25 episodes into the podcast, it was a good time to bring my BFF on so we could chop it up and share a little bit about ourselves, about life, about how we handled 2020. Uh, the stay-at-home order, and then uh, additionally talk a little bit about mental health because I'm pretty sure uh, you know as well as we do and everyone knows that uh, mental health is a really big deal, and Jayla happens to be a therapist, so we have an expert with us today, right? <laughs> and then and then uh, in addition to that, we're going to talk a little bit about our our focus for the year, our one word, something we adopted a few a few years ago. Uh, but I appreciate you guys tuning in, whether it be you've listened to the podcast, uh, you've listened to several episodes, or this is your first episode. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, when you give someone your time, you give them a piece of your life. And we certainly hope that the piece of your life that you give us by listening to this episode is an exchange for some value. So that being said, if you haven't done so, if you haven't gone, if you get your, your podcast from uh, Apple iTunes, Uh, Go leave a review. That helps put this content in front of more people. Uh, Share us on social. Uh, Take a screenshot. Listen to the podcast. You're listening to it on your phone. Uh, Drop it in your stories. Tag us. Would love to give you guys a shout out. Uh, Again, just help us spread the word about encouraging people along and helping them grow and get better. So, Jayla, what is up? You've You've had a pretty busy week, right? Yeah, very busy. So, you just told me that uh, with this uh with the the pandemic you know last year all, all things that that had taken place you know the stay-at-home order uh having to see clients online all that madness now you're kind of in a hybrid situation and you have one of the busier weeks that you've ever had why do you think you're you're busier than you've ever been before and uh, why do you think the work that you currently do is is so necessary right now um i feel like the busiest i've ever been the busiest probably I can't speak for the agency, but we have grown during the pandemic. So I feel like 2020 has kind of um, normalized mental health and more and more people are seeking services because people have realized one, they don't have it together and two, living in the middle of a pandemic is hard. And so we've seen um, an increase in referrals from people from all different 
walks of life. We've seen adults. We've seen um, children from, you know, prominent families, more so um, those that live in rural, not so good home environments, things like that. We've seen all kinds. And it's just because I feel like, like I said, it's mental health and people seeking services for their mental health is becoming more normalized and not as icky, judgmental type situation. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, the cool part about sharing this broadcast uh, by way of Zoom, that's what that's where we're recording it, recording it, by the way, uh, to get it out to all of our, our outlets. Uh, you have gotten pretty used to using Zoom like myself. I actually shared a post uh, yesterday, actually, just kind of thanking people for uh, continuing to support me and my business, because you know that whenever all this stuff popped off last spring, I think it was, um, you know, beginning, middle of March that I thought, oh my goodness, like what's going to happen to uh, my speaking career, right? Uh, what, what's what's going to come of this? And so not only did I have an opportunity to transition to virtual, you were asked to come home from the office, no longer seeing clients in schools or in the home. And then you began using Zoom and FaceTime. What was that like when you first started? <laughs> Disastrous. <laughs> Most of my clients are little kiddos. And so keeping their attention on a little bitty screen, most of them use their parents' phone. So keeping their attention on their phone for 45 minutes to an hour. Mission impossible. Yeah. 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 So um, going back to the mental health and all that, like it's been much more draining uh, for me as a therapist because when I'm in person, um, the engagement is obviously much different. We can just go with the flow one-on-one. -on -one. I do a lot of play therapy with my little kiddos. And so it's just much different. And so on the screen, um, I've had to be much more excited and engaged <laughs> and keep the attention of kids, get creative, things like that. So it's been exhausting, but I have got pretty good at using Zoom and FaceTime. Yeah, yeah. And so, and another thing, because of the, you know, we, we had to think about how we were going to rearrange our schedule uh, and, uh, you know, our workspaces from home, because I've technically worked from home since 2012. So it's nothing new to me, but what was different about this scenario is now we have a child, right? And so, and, and, and not just any child, he's a very, very, very active uh, and uh, an outgoing two and a half year old, going on three, he'll actually be three in, in, uh, in about a Less month. Crazy. Oh my gosh. And, um, and so also with Jayla's work, there's a lot of confidentiality in place, right? There's, you know, she has to work hard to protect her clients and, uh, you know, their, their well-being and their safety. And so it was important for us to try to find a space inside the home that could be as quiet as possible, uh, that her clients didn't feel like anything else was was jeopardizing their ability to open up and, and talk freely with Jayla. So we are currently setting our, our makeshift home office is in a storage closet, actually. I know it doesn't look like a storage closet <laughs> behind us, right? But it is technically a storage closet. And this was the best way for, for us to function. And so Jayla, I, I actually got on her. Uh, a couple weeks ago, because she would share in her Instagram stories, kind of walking people through her day. 
Here I am downstairs in the dungeon. It's cold. There's no windows. And I'm down here all day doing telehealth. And I was like, man, would you please, would you please quit taking shots at me for trying to make sure that we have a decent space? You know, you know, you were doing that. Uh, I agree. Yeah, exactly. So, <clears throat> so just like you guys, you know, the home life has been interesting for us. I realize different people have had different challenges. Some people out of work, some people uh, physically impacted by the virus, but all in all, Jayla has seen an uptick in uh, the, the demand for their services because of the pressure that the pandemic put on people. And, and what do you think, you know, some of those things were that, that contributed to that with the pandemic? And I feel like a lot of it was just change in routine and schedule. Um, I see mostly kids and kids in general thrive off of routine and schedule. Us as adults need routine and schedule. I need routine and schedule. Word. Um, and with the pandemic and she definitely does 100%. Um, and with the pandemic and school shut down, everybody's having to stay home. Parents are sent home from work. Um, things that were outside of the norm, outside of the routine. And like I said, children, adults, humans in general need structure and routine. I think that played a big part of it. And then the fact that families were home all day long with one another, something else they weren't used to. Um, so it's just been hard. Jayla, what, what advice would you give some folks right now who, uh, who maybe are in a space that's unhealthy, maybe they're, uh, you know, they're, they're lacking the, the, the drive and maybe the motivation to get up and do some things that they used to do. Um, maybe they're, you know, in a space where because of all the change that has taken place, uh, now they're kind of like, where, where, where do I go? What do I do? Um, what kind of advice would you give those folks as far as like, you know, reaching out for help or maybe some practical advice to kind of get themselves back in a flow of, of maybe, you know, taking the next step and, and moving forward. Um, to not be afraid to reach out for help. Mental health is health, just like you go to the doctor when you get sick. Um, it's important um, to take care of yourself mentally, especially during these times. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Um, the big thing is starting small and getting some type of rhythm, routine, schedule. Um, for me, and Jeremy will praise hands, amen this, when I don't get up and exercise first thing in the morning, throws my whole day off and I'm just not pleasant to be around. Big facts, big <laughs> but, facts. Um, but it's because I'm so used to that routine and structure in my life. Um, so starting small, whether it's I don't know, reading five pages out of a, um, a book, um, getting up extra to go for a little walk, um, just something, starting small, something to develop a routine um, and structure to get your mind right um, and take care of your mental health. And again, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. I think that's probably one of the biggest things. Don't be afraid to ask for help. We live in a culture that thrives off of what success looks like. We live in a culture that has created this idea of 
uh, the things you should have, the person that you should be, the things that you should be doing if you're important, if you're making a difference. And the truth of the matter is, is uh, the majority of those things are lies, right? Uh, pushing people back in this box and making them feel as if uh, we have to do what everyone else does or our life have to look like our lives have to look like everyone else's life or we have to make x amount of money or live in a particular location or physically our bodies have to look just like what we see on instagram or social media or in movies right so the truth of the matter is is uh, everyone you know is, is in their own unique space and if you're at a place where you know that uh, increasingly you're falling in, into this trap of making unhealthy decisions, lacking motivation to get up and do simple things, right? Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help, right? No, you, someone can't help you if they don't know that you need help. And that's a big thing. And at the end of the day, we have to come to grips with the fact that we are built for community, right? That's why this pandemic has impacted us as much as it has, because we are built for community. We are communal beings, right? Uh, we're built for relationship. And so we thrive off that reciprocity of, of the relationships in our lives and, and, and not being able to convene with a lot of the, the important people in our lives over you know the, the days, weeks, months, uh, that's weighed on people. So all that being said, you need someone, I need someone, she needs someone, she needs me actually, but we all need someone, right? And, and so that's why it's important to ask for help. Uh, but Jayla, uh, aside from that, share why you enjoy doing the work that you do and, uh, and how you got started in this field. Well, I always knew that I wanted to help people um, in some way. Um, I pass out at the sight of a needle. Um, <laughs> so anything in the health field was an absolute no-go for me. And so mental health was the next best, best thing. Um, I've always worked with children. Um, I started teaching gymnastics in seventh grade for my cousin. So I've always worked with little kids. Um, I guess that's my niche. Um, which, which guys, fellas, <laughs> fellas, mind you, that was one of the big kickers. Whenever I met Jayla and saw how wonderful she was with kids, I was like, man, if she does want to have kids in the future, she will be a phenomenal mom. So just a little plug there for you fellas. When you're looking for a partner for life, man, pay attention to how they treat kids. All right, you can get back to your story. <laughs> so I always know I wanted to help people, and I'd always done well with kids, done well with children. And um, living in an area where we live and seeing, um, just growing up in school and seeing a lot of kids struggle in school, um, kids that didn't have the life um, that I had, um, and just knowing that there's a lot of hurting people, a lot of hurting kids, um, is kind of how I fell into um, this field. Um, but I don't really want to, don't want it to say that I fell into it, it's a calling. Um, it truly is this field. Um, those that, that are good at what they do, it's definitely a calling. Um, and uh, it's a hard field at times, especially when you throw in a pandemic. Um, but seeing the small wins um, in kids' lives um, when things click, um, it's just super, super rewarding and um, why kind of stick with it. Yeah. And 
you know, the, a, a lot of the organizations that I had an opportunity to work with, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in 2020, after the, the shift from in-person to virtual, I ended up working with a lot of professions in the helping, well, I guess you'd say, I ended up working with a lot of clients uh, that are considered helping professions. In other words, uh, therapists, nurses, doctors, teachers, things along those lines that involve being hands-on with other people, right? Uh, providing more times than not a, a hands-on face-to-face service, which those helping professions tend to wear, wear on people as is because the mental and emotional taxing work that's already involved, right? Uh, prime example being uh, family resource youth service centers uh, directors, which Jayla's mom is, is a director here in the area that we live in. And I've had an opportunity to work with their organization all across the state. And so that's considered another helping profession. And I started to realize, you know, through, you know, I get, I'll just say this, I became even more empathetic and compassionate and understanding and able to connect with some of those people after I saw, you know, what was taking place through the course of the pandemic, because I know the kind of work that my wife does. So being able to relate to them and understand that it's a struggle, it's a challenge, uh, it's not easy. And, uh, but at the end of the day, remembering why you got involved in the first place, mm -hmm. which is the people, right? Uh, that you're serving, that you're helping. So uh, for all of you all out there, you know, who are in those types of professions, keep going, right? Stay plugged in. Uh, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. And, uh, and uh, of course, above all else, uh, do what you can to take good care of yourself, right? Uh, rest, nutrition, exercise, uh, talking to people that you need to stay in touch with, right? Uh, all that being said, you know, Jayla, you got any other comments in, in regards to mental health? I mean, I've read a couple of reports that, you know, we're in the middle of a, obviously a pandemic, which is a global scenario, but a mental health crisis in America. You have any other comments in that regard before we shift gears and talk about a few other things? Um, other than it's okay to seek help. It's normal. It's your mental health, something you need to take care of. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, someone that I, I look up to, uh, Jackie Hill Perry and her husband, her, her, her husband, Preston Perry, uh, they are evangelists and, uh, and entrepreneurs. And, you know, I, I keep, keep up with them on social media. They, they have a, a clothing line and one of their shirts says Jesus in therapy. Uh, and then like in one of their posts, it says in that order, right? Like we all need Jesus and we all need therapy. Right? <laughs> so speaking of, we all need therapy. I can remember not long ago, closing down the year, Jayla was kind of uh, asking a few probing questions with me because of how, you know, things had kind of worn, worn on me. I, you know, I'm, I'm an encourager, you know, by heart, by trade, this is what I do for a living. And uh, she started asking me some questions. I was like, is this a therapy session? Like, what are you doing? Are, are you trying to refer me to someone else in the organization? I was going to try and billing for that service. <laughs> oh, man. And, of course, we were going to have to pay her from the other business account. So, you know, we have just been trading dollars. She's just trying to take money from me. That's all that is. But now that, Jayla, now that we're in the new year, of course, you know, everyone talks about January, New Year, New Me, resolutions, all that jazz. But we're now closing down January. And I read a report. It says here, a study of 800 million activities predicts that most New Year's resolutions will be abandoned on January 19th. Matter of fact, like research has, has, has kind of 
moved in the direction of saying January 19th is quitting day for most people who are making a goal to move in a new direction. And by the second week of February, over 80% of people who have set New Year's resolutions will have given up on that particular goal. What have we adopted versus a laundry list of goals and resolutions? What, what do you and I do every year? Um, we get together either, it's typically New Year's Eve, right? New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's usually New Year's Eve. Um, this year, I think it was New Year's Day, maybe even the day after. Who knows? Again, we have a kid and we're in the middle of a pandemic and I who don't knows? even remember. Who knows? But <laughs> and, and our Christmas tree is still up. So who knows? I mean, we don't even know what's going the on. The Christmas tree downtown around the square is still up <sighs> and lit at night. So it's acceptable. Um, but we don't set resolutions. Um, we get together and we come up with um, our one word for the year. Uh, the one word and we each come up with our own. It's not one we come up with together we each have our own because we are our own people um and we kind of focus in um and center what we want to accomplish that year around that word and we also in coming up with one word um we come up with um the five f's buckets i don't know mm -hmm. what you would call them and come up with five things in each of those F buckets. Yeah, faith, family, finance, fitness, and fun. Yeah. Right. And just things that we, some of the things have been on there, like going to an NFL game, it's been on my fun bucket list for, I don't know, five years now. <laughs> um, so some of them are like big goals that we want to accomplish at some point, but some are um, things that we want to accomplish um, particularly this year. So not resolutions, more so like goals um, and things like that. And it's been something, it's been one of my most favorite dates um, out of the entire year, something I look forward to um, with him each year. Yeah. And in that conversation, what we do is <clears throat> it's just an opportunity for us to, to, uh, to stay grounded in moving in the direction that we want to go in as people, but also in our marriage and in our home and in our family. You know, we operate with a set of core values and we're constantly asking ourselves questions. And we have a, a weekly conversation. We call it a weekly marriage business meeting. And, uh, and usually it's of an afternoon while either, well, typically Jayla's napping while Miles is napping. Let's just call it what it is. Sure. And so usually when Miles goes to bed of a Sunday evening, before we close things down, we just, we just have a quick little conversation, a little, a little weekly check-in, ask ourselves some questions about how the week went, what adjustments we need to make. And that kind of filters into that year-end conversation, year-end, beginning-of-the-year conversation that she's talking about, the coffee date that we have, where we get out our new planner for the, for the upcoming year, and, and we, we, we check off some important dates and kind of think through, you know, where we're going to be going, what we want to do, uh, you know. And then, and then we begin to have that conversation about those buckets, about what we would like to accomplish. And it's less about the goal and it's more about the habit or habits that we want to create to help us move in that direction of creating the, 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 you know, consistency in our life to where we're more focused on becoming than we are on doing because a lot the, the, my, my psychology when it comes to, to goals is a lot of times it's easy to say what you want to do, but what's difficult is managing that decision. And what a lot of people don't do is, uh, they, they may say, I want to lose some weight this year, or I want to feel better. I want to eat better. I want to da, 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 right. And they're so focused on the thing that they want to do 
that maybe when that doesn't get accomplished or they don't see it through, then there's some guilt and some shame that sets in where I'm, I'm a failure, right? I'm not good enough versus working on what's maybe one thing I need to do daily to cultivate a new habit to maybe move in the direction of becoming that kind of person who can attract that or manifest that, right? Or create that in my life. And so, you know, we select one word and that one word is an overarching theme of our year. And there's a lot of things that go into that. We pray about that, you know, and, and ask God to help maybe reveal a word to us. Um, you know, we, we think about it for, for a while. We kind of think about the direction that we're moving in, maybe some things that, that went well, didn't go well, uh, some, some new things we'd like to accomplish. But with those five buckets, we feel like those are areas of our life that if we're continuing to work on those things, because when I think about working on various different areas of our life, right, if we're, if, uh, if we have a, a table, right, if we have a, a table and there's, there's only one leg on the table and that leg gets cut or, right, knocked around, that table can easily fall, right? But if we have four legs on that table, and obviously we're working on other areas of our life, it's easier to stay a little bit more balanced. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of how we operate, how we think through some things. Um, but with that being said, um, what is your one word for the year, Jalen? Confidence, working on being confident. Confident, expound on that a little bit. Um, well, to be honest, as a female, as a woman, um, I don't wanna speak for all women, but um, I feel like it's something that we all struggle with. Um, appearance being the big thing, um, but also other areas in my life. Um, confidence um, being a mental health professional, confidence in being the best um, wife, the best mother, um, and just being confident in who I am in each of those individual areas of my life and growing to become better, growing to growing to become stronger. Um, so that's something that I've um, wanted to focus on as well as um, being confident um, in who I am as a daughter of Christ and um, being more confident and more um, vocal in sharing that with others. Good stuff. Thanks for sharing that, baby. My word of the year is pray. Because when I look back on 2020, I can realize, I, I realize that uh, a lot of my hiccups, a lot of my frustrations and some of my worry and anxiety came from me not investing time in my relationship with my creator, trying to will my way to get things done, uh, trying to make change happen on my own. And, uh, and so I realized that I, I just didn't spend enough time praying and, and laying things down uh, to him, asking for his help, more importantly, seeking uh, you know, seeking the kingdom first and then allowing everything else to kind of fall in place. Right. Um, and I realized that that's a, that should be one of the number one spiritual disciplines that I have in play, that the first thing that I should do when things aren't going my way, and it shouldn't be just when things aren't going my way, it should be me continuing to cultivate a relationship with God, looking forward to spending time with him each day. And I just wasn't doing that anywhere near as much as I should be. And I realized that not only did that impact me, but it impacted maybe sometimes the, the atmosphere inside the home. It impacted the way that I approached my work at times. And so uh, I encourage you to not only pray, uh, seek him first, but also pray with, pray for your spouse, pray with your family, 
Um, it doesn't have to be something that's every single day at the same exact time, but I just want to encourage you guys to, to think about that. Um, but as we, as we work to close down, Jayla, this is a personal development podcast. You know that our mantra is let's grow, right? This is about growing people, helping people, giving people information, ideas, inspiration to become better individuals. You know that reading is a huge part of my life, right? Sometimes you get sick of hearing me talk about it. You get sick of seeing books laying around all over the, we literally have books in every room in our house, every room. And one of the reasons is, is because one, uh, I love books, but also we want books to be something that's, that is a, that is, is a, a very important part of, 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 of our, our family life and cultivating the desire um, and the, the necessity to read and, and take in new information. That being said, Jayla, what book are you currently reading, my friend? When the Day by Mark Batterson. One of our favorite authors, by the way. Yes, probably outside of my husband. He's my favorite <laughs> author. Um, and I've read, I usually, for two or three years, I think, I've started each year in January reading um, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. Yep. Weird title, but great book. Phenomenal book. Um, so when the day I actually bought for him for Christmas, um, more so for myself though. Um, <laughs> so I'm currently reading that one and it's on cultivating um, seven habits. I'm only on the first one, um, but um, to kind of win the day, focusing on living in day tight compartments, not stressing about the past, not worrying about um what lies ahead in the future, but living for today, living in today and doing all that you can today. Right here, right now. This is all we have. That's it, man. Listen, if you guys didn't listen to this podcast for any other reason, but to get that one nugget right there, that's a big deal, right? You can't win Friday on Monday. You can't win the week in one day, right? You can't be worried about what's going to happen in November. Um, uh, four years from now in the next presidential <laughs> election because hasn't that been a lot of madness? We're not even going to go there, right? You got you to focus on today, what you can do today, right? Slow down, focus on gratitude, uh, look around, see who you can help, see how you can make a difference, focus on what you can do right now. And I love, and I'm telling you, listen, another plug, fellas, one of the most attractive things about our relationship is walking into the living room and seeing my wife reading a good book before closing it down before bed. I'm telling you, man, it just, it gets me every single time, right? Working on her mind, working on her heart, right? Trying to become a better person. We should be aspiring to do that. Um, well, listen, we didn't really, you know, tackle how we met, how long we've been together. Let's just kind of wrap that up real quick. That way folks who maybe haven't followed us on social media for quite some time, uh, know a little bit more about us, but uh, 2014, we met summer 2014. A year later, we got engaged. Uh, I was ready to rock and roll, wasn't playing no games, right? And uh, so we ended up getting married October of 2015. And uh, man, I cannot believe that much time has passed now, right? Five years already. Um, and uh, goodness gracious. So we will be approaching this fall, six years of marriage. We have a happy, healthy, handsome little boy named Miles. He, uh, he'll be three uh, in, in about, uh, well, actually, literally, literally in a month. 
And uh, and so anything that I'm I'm missing there? No. We've moved a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, whenever we first met, um, I was living in Bowling Green, Kentucky. She was living in Somerset, Kentucky, where she's from, where we now reside. And uh, and so she moved over to Bowling Green with me. I'd been there for the majority of my adulthood because I took a teaching and coaching job there and stepped out of teaching and coaching in 2012. And so we met through our network marketing business. Uh, she was introduced to some products that helped uh, transform transform her health. I'd already been using those products, had been a part of the company. And some people introduced us. I can remember whenever uh, someone was talking about introducing us, I was like, man, I don't need nobody to hook me up. I'll hook myself up. But I was approaching 30 years old at that time. Which I am. And my now. track record. And my track record had proved that hooking myself up hadn't worked very well. And so I'm very fortunate. But yes, Jayla is rounding the corner on the big 3-0. And uh, so I've been in my 30s for quite some time. We're not going to talk about that. But all that being said, um, yeah, this is us. You know, in the middle of the pandemic, which challenged us, like it challenged many of you, whether it be you're single, uh, have a significant other, you're married wherever you live, wherever you come from, uh, you know, we had to work hard to fight through it together. And, uh, and we hope and pray that uh, if you guys are connected with us on social media, maybe some of our content, some of our ideas, us sharing a little bit of our family, how much fun we have, uh, what's important to us. We hope that uh, it encourages you along. Jayla, you got anything else to add as we, we close down? Well, guys, listen, man, this is, this is the Let's Grow podcast. I genuinely appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure to have my beautiful bride here with me today. And uh, man, do me a favor. And if this message, if this podcast, this episode has added any value to you whatsoever, share it, share it, share it with a friend. But remember, mental health matters. We are at a time, at a place where because of technology, because of the pandemic, it's impacting our minds, our brains, our health, I mean, there's so many things we can unpack, the sedentary lifestyle, the lack of nutrition in the food chain, right? People not being hydrated, right? Socioeconomic implications, right? Based on where people live. I mean, there's so many different things that can that, that really tie into why our mental health is where it's at. And then social media just amplifies it, right? There's so many things we could dissect and talk about, but the reality is, is this, is that people are struggling and if you see someone struggling around you, reach out, find out how you can serve them, uh, get them in touch with uh, a mental health a professional, a therapist, a counselor, so they can get the services that they need. And, uh, and in addition to that, we encourage you all uh, to make this year, uh, you know, as you step into this year, as, as, we're, as we're, you know, as you're trying to shake off a little bit of the things that didn't go well in 2020, just remember that. Uh, it doesn't take a new year in order to create positive change in your life. You can begin today, right? Today is another great day to make it a great day. That's what we say in our house every day. And we say a positive mind is leads to a positive life. That's what, that's what Miles says all the time. He helps us finish that sentence. And so uh, we just encourage you all, uh, if you're at a place mentally, you're not good, reach out, ask for help. Also, don't hesitate to reach out and uh, connect with us. Say hello. We'd love to meet you. 
And uh, if we can do anything for you moving forward, just uh, connect with us, man. So make this the most listened to podcast. So he'll bring me back. (laughs) Who knows? This could be a, a tag team show. We'll see. Don't know. But either way, we love you. We appreciate you. We're proud of you. And we believe in you. Everybody can encourage Somebody. And don't just go through life, grow through life. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you on the next episode. <laughs>